My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney. And today, my guest is Ashley Guyberson. She is a photographer and coach who helps women heal and love their bodies after toxic love, pregnancy, and body-altering trauma. Our, our kind of uh, theme today is what's boudoir got to do with it, because that's the kind of photography she does. And she's got a beautiful story about how she came to this work very intuitively, very naturally, discovering her healing uh, abilities and her healing gifts quite by accident. So welcome today, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'll admit I was a little nervous when I got accepted. I was like, oh man, because I, I, I reached out for this on a whim. I felt called to do it. And I was like, well, we'll see how this goes. So <laughs> I'm very, very excited to be here though. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And um, so tell us a little bit about what you do with your boudoir photography business and, and kind of how you help the women that that come to you for this work? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so for those that don't know, boudoir photography is an intimate form of portraiture. So I work primarily with women. I have shot men, but um, I primarily work with women. And what we do is, um, what, I, what my goal is, is to help women reconnect with their bodies exactly as they are um, so that they can step into who they, who they are and do things that they want to do. Um, and I what I love about what I do is it's not about the setting. It's not about what someone's wearing. Um, you know, one, one quote that comes up a lot in boudoir photography is we're teaching you to love your body in nothing but lingerie. It's not about the lingerie. It's not about the clothing or the environment. It's learning to love your body exactly as it is right now in this season, no matter what season you're in. And it's just a really powerful tool and when you get to, we talked a little bit about this earlier, when you, when you get into a space and someone can see you and validate you and accept you and, and give you love exactly as you are without condition, without expectation, something changes in your mindset and how you receive your own self um, and watching my clients walk in my door and then over the course of the day, go through this experience and then walk out the door it's such a really, really beautiful process to watch them go through um, and be able to reconnect with themselves and all of them. I haven't had a single client yet that hasn't been like, holy cow, that's me. It's like, yes, yeah. that's you. <laughs> I didn't do anything different. I just captured you exactly as you are and in who you are. And that's what's um, absolutely, it's my favorite part of, of this whole process. That's awesome. Yes. It's all about, you know, allowing people to feel seen. I think so many people, walk around, we all do, you know, in our own heads, feeling um, unrecognized, unseen. And I think especially those who are, are sensitive or have experienced trauma, um, you know, they don't feel like they can really translate that to anyone else. So when someone like yourself 
or, you know, we were talking before the show and intuitive reading or spiritual guidance comes in. It's like, people just have that moment. Like, oh my gosh, you get me. Yeah. <laughs> and and exactly. it's, it is a powerful healing moment. That's sometimes all we need to then feel clear and then move on with more power and grace to, and, and, Absolutely. and feel healed. So that's really beautiful. So why don't you tell us about their, the spiritual awakening point that led to you kind of leaving a really well-paid job and following this calling. Cause it's, you haven't been a photographer your whole life. This is something you no. discovered as an adult through phone photography. And yeah. you're, you're really amazing with your, your compositions, the mood, the it's very noir, you know, very, lots of, lots of darks, lots of lights. Um, and, and it tells a story. So what happened, you know, kind of in between discovering your talent for that and then awakening to the fact that this could be something you could do. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, um, I've been doing photography since I got my first phone equipped with a camera. Um, and what I was drawn to about the process of photography was um, it was a way to show what um, I knew and what I felt to people that language was failing. So in essence, um, growing up, I knew things and it was um, I would share them with adults or with people and they'd look at me like I grew a third eye. They're like, there's no way you could know that. And so I used photography to say, well, I do know this and I feel this and this is what I'm seeing. So you see the world this way and I see the world this way. And it was a way to give someone something tangible that they could go, oh, I get it. So for me, it was a way of communicating because language failed me. Um, so early on, that was kind of my draw to it. And then um, shortly before going on our honeymoon, my husband, um, my now husband, encouraged me to get like a real camera. Um, and so I got a real camera and played around with that, did a little bit of everything, um, weddings, uh, newborns, senior portraits, all that. Um, and somewhere 2017, 2018 timeframe, I did uh, what I called um, empowerment photography. So at this point in my, in my photography journey, um, I was being hired freelance on the side, you know, for family portraits or whatever, um, but I was still trying to find like my style. I had a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of comparison going on, like, man, I'm not that good. Or how do I make my pictures look like that person's? They look so professional. So I just did a lot of trial and error, a lot of practice. And then um, about the 2017, 2018 timeframe, I had this idea like, hey, what if I work with people on a more intimate level and capture some part of their journey. So for me, I have a cousin who has cerebral palsy and he had been growing, um, going through this transition where he was going to the gym a lot and trying to gain uh, muscle and all this stuff and his body was changing. And so over the course of a couple of years, we documented his journey a couple of times. And that really, really resonated with me because each time he came back or even in the in-between times, we would talk about that experience and, he, and how much it showed him like, this is where I started and this is where I'm at now. And here's all the growth I've had as, you know, not just the muscles in my body, but also um, as a person in my mindset, all those things. And it, it really sat with me. And then I had a couple more of those. I had another friend who in college, she was a swimmer. And she battled with some um, eating disorders while she was in swimming. And she came to me and said, hey, I'd really like to do one of these sessions because I'm, I'm you know, she's, she's gotten much healthier with that relationship with herself, but she wanted to document that. 
Um, so that was another one. And then they kind of like, they kept trickling in slowly after that. So I was like, well, maybe I have something here. And then in, um, so I did, I did that on the side while working full time. And up to this point, uh, this would have been 2018. Um, my focus in life was work. Um, work was one of those things that for me, it was kind of how I gauged my acceptance and whether or not I was meeting expectations or the desires of the people in my world. Um, it was how I measured success. And so up to that point, this was basically a side hustle and a creative project and an outlet for me, um, for my, my own, um, healing process. Um, and then, uh, we got pregnant with my daughter, Runa, and um, right around the time I found out I was pregnant, I found an educator's course on boudoir photography. And I learned a little bit more about the in-depth um, aspect of, of boudoir. What's the point behind it? Why do people go for it? Kind of the marketing side of it. And I decided at that point that I was going to do boudoir full time. I was no longer going to shoot anything else. Um, so for me, for my photography, that was a changing point for me because I stopped accepting requests for senior portraits, family portraits, newborns. I, I'm like, I don't do that anymore. I just do this over here, which if anyone's ever made any kind of shift in a career or in a hobby or anything, going from I do all the things to I just do this one thing. That's a oh, very, yeah. very, a scary. very nerve wracking. Yeah. It's a, yeah. a nerve wracking process. <laughs> so I was really nervous about that. I'm like, well, I wonder how many photo shoots I'm going to do. Well, that was a very busy. Um, that was a very busy nine months for me. Cause I did, I basically jumped into that when I found out I was pregnant and I stopped about two weeks before I had my daughter. And um, again, a lot of these interactions with, with people who are trying to love their bodies and the season that they're in, they've been through traumatic divorces or relationships that are platonic friendships, whatever, um, people who, I mean, anybody that's ever had a baby, your body changes, even if it goes back, it's different. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it is different. And there's, you have to learn to, to accept it in new ways and love it in new ways. And as you age, your body changes. And then I've worked with some folks that have gone through some body altering traumas like cancer or car wrecks or surgeries or things like that, that either um, completely change the way you look or they could leave um, scars or things like that. So it's, I've learned that there is a tremendous amount of healing that happens through photography. I mean, you have some people that talk about like tattoos for healing. There's a lot of healing that can happen in the photography space. And that is what I have come to learn is my, my specialty is I hold, I create that container where people can work through some of that stuff. And I've even told people, I'm like photography, boudoir photography is like therapy without opening your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like absolutely. therapy without having to talk to anybody. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my journey up to, um, when I had my daughter and then, um, that's where my spiritual break, um, and I call it a break because, um, <laughs> there was a moment in, um, in the labor delivery process where, uh, 
I do, this is where like censorship comes in. I sometimes like hesitate when I start to talk about this stuff. Well, because... we welcome all the woo here. So share <laughs> right, what you, what right, you right. must don't worry about that. But my brain, my brain's <laughs> like, is this a safe space to share this? It um, is a safe space. So... <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but so in, in that labor delivery process, there was a moment, um, and I see it very vividly in my mind. There was a moment where the old version of me, and I almost feel like I did a soul swap. There was a, there was this change, this shift, this energetic um, swap that happened. And this old version of me, she's gone. And then there was this new version of me that came in. And after I had my daughter in the months following, um, I had three months at home with her for um, maternity leave, which was fantastic. Um, and I did breastfeed and that was a bit of a struggle for the first about six months. It was uh, many times I, I almost gave up and that, that taxed me emotionally, physically in all the ways. Um, and then I went back to work uh, and that was a challenge because now you're learning to, to pump and you know the guilt of leaving your child with somebody else and um you know my this thought process I, I i was so focused prior to getting pregnant i was so focused on career 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 i had this trajectory i was i was on track to be a manager it was a guaranteed uh a guaranteed line of work like if if i wanted to i could have been there till i retired um, great salary. It was six figures. Um, you know, I, I had all the things I had all the things, um, I had a husband, I had a baby, I had a great job. I had all these things, but I, like, I just, I just felt like I was existing at that point. I just was like, what, what's the point of all this? I'm guilty. Cause I'm leaving my kid at, somewhere else to be taken care of. I have to try to keep pumping. I have to do all these things. And I just, it didn't feel right. Like something's off here. Um, which for me was quite confusing because I'd always been like work. Yeah, work. Yeah. And I never thought I would be like in that postpartum depression. I was, I thought like, Hey, I'm solid. I, I got this, like no postpartum here, but I definitely for about 10 months to a year, um, sat in what I'm calling the shadows and just ruminated. Um, there were days where if my husband wasn't handing me food, I wouldn't eat. Um, there were days where I just did nothing but cry. There were days where I was just like, I don't understand the point of anything. Like, I don't understand any of this. And looking back, that period of my life um, was absolutely necessary. Uh, looking at my spiritual growth and my journey was absolutely necessary. And I think what that was is that moment where that old energy left and this new energy or soul swap or however, um, whatever makes sense for whoever's listening this to this. Well, it's, um, it's actually said to be a shamanic experience, natural childbirth. It can be anyway, okay. and in the past. So what that's what you experienced is yeah. this complete and total transformation of your story, which ended up affecting that identity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so that, that period of time from November of 2019 up until when was that? It was about April of 2020. So you've got an entire year and then some, um, where I was just in this funk. I actually didn't do any photography for an entire year. Um, I didn't do any business work for a whole year. I literally just survived. And 
it was, um, I had learned that my uncle had passed away suddenly. And that was like, a. it was almost like someone snapped at me and was like, Hey, like, Hey, wake up, wake up. Like the world's happening around you. You need to wake up. And it was then that I was like, what have I been doing the last year and a half or year and however many months? And I looked back and I realized like that was the incubation period for this version of me that exists today to be able to step into the world. Like I yeah. needed that time. It was almost like when you're, when you're baking a baby, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when that absolutely. baby's growing and, yeah. and, and absorbing all of those nutrients and stuff, that's essentially what I needed to do. And Everything yeah. around me still continued, and I just was there. Yeah, um, we we call that a lot of times. Uh, I like to refer to it as the chrysalis point uh, between yes. the you know the caterpillar and the butterfly, and or the phoenix point where you're burning. You know, you're the bird burning in the fire, and you you can't get up yet. You can't grow your wings back yet. You just yeah. have to you just have to let it take you. You know, and yeah. and so this you know this story kind of reminds me of 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 what we talked about before too of some things are changing in your life right now in terms of stepping into a new level of your work, a new level of your soul's calling, writing a book, um, maybe other things you'd like to do and share yourself in the world. So how are, how is that old self that died away still showing up sometimes in these new things that you want to do, whether it's codependent tendencies from your childhood or, you know, how you would, however you want to describe that. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, so for me, I, I learned to censor myself at a very young age, just so that I could like, not be looked at like I was, you know, the crazy kid. And I'm sure anybody with <laughs> intuitive anything in their, in their bodies, um, in their beings, learn to some extent to censor. So through my censorship, um, one way that I moved through that or combated that, whatever term you want to use, um, I almost hyper fixated on the needs of others. Um, so, or the desires of others. So that looked a lot like, um, my parents split when I was very young. Um, and when we would go visit my dad, I would be the primary caregiver for my brother. And so I felt responsible to keep him safe and to keep him, you know, okay. So I almost stepped into parental role at a young age. So I would have been, um, I think I would have been about eight about that time frame. Um, so it, it showed up that way, feeling responsible for, for my, my sibling at the time. And then I had a, a sister come along later and I felt responsible for her as well. Um, and then um, making sure that, because I'm super sensitive to energies around me and I can pick up, um, I, I tell my husband this sometimes, all he has to do is walk in the house and I can feel the energy shift. And it's nothing he did. I, there's just an energetic yep. shift that happens. It's just different. And, yeah. yeah. And so I've picked up on those all my life. And so I would adjust myself to be able to not rock the boat or to not make, you know, situations more complicated or worse or whatever for other people. Um, so today, the way that kind of looks is if I'm trying to write something for my book, I've got the opinions and the comments and the, the, the statements of other people swirling around going, is this safe to say this? Is that the wrong thing to say? 
Um, and it has stopped me many times from putting something on the paper. Um, and so that's one way that it shows up. Another way that it shows up is second guessing myself. Um, I will have a, an idea or a pull or, or a, a vision to do something. And I will um, almost overanalyze it to the point where it's like, okay, maybe I just don't do it. <laughs> um, and I think that's a lot. Uh, I'm a Libra first and foremost. So that's a Libra tendency right there. But <laughs> balance, balance, <it's>, balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I overanalyze everything to make sure that like it's all there. Um, but I think that, that the codependency is, is just um, for me, the struggle is, is balancing what I want and desire and what I'm being called to do with um, the, the needs and the, the opinions or the, the expectations of people around me that I care for and that I love. Like for instance, you leave a job, <laughs> you still have a monetary responsibility to your family. What does that look like? And when your partner shows up and they're not feeling comfortable about it, how do you go through that process? When I'm in more of a feminine energy role right now where I'm just like trusting the process, yeah, that doesn't go real well when, you know, bills are doing things like that. So it's, for me, it shows up in finding the balance between what I know is happening and what I see happening and, and trusting that these things are going to play out the way that they're supposed to with the, sometimes when the ego shows up and says, we got to have these things and you got that masculine energy. So it, it for me shows up that way. And it, it has absolutely stopped me from doing these. It also causes me sometimes to take on projects that I know I probably shouldn't um, because I have that need now for something. So it's like, okay, well, I'll just do this. Meanwhile, it's taking me from some of these other things. Yeah. Um, so balancing, listening to my inner, my inner voice and, and what I know and balancing that with, and you, you said this perfectly in one of your emails, balancing it with fear, balancing it with intuition or, um, I forget what the other one was, but it's, it's finding that balance. And, yeah. The intellect and the, inst the intuition for sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so I, I drew just a few cards for you, if you don't mind me sharing absolutely yes, to help do. you. Yeah. Good. Awesome. With, with this current challenge, it's exactly what's going on here is that the intellect and the instinct, which of course is the mind and the body's desire to stay safe and in the know and like, all right, it's all good. The intuition asks you to do things that are outside of all that comfort and all that knowledge. Um, and it's, it's, that's where faith comes in. And for you, you're coming out of a time of really getting centered in your heart. The story that you shared today is all about how you got centered in your heart space and followed it. Um, and there was great opportunity that seemingly came from outside yourself, but it was, it was definitely a orchestrated events by life to help you pull you into this new way of, of living. Right. Um, and it really did help you let go of your past. And so, you know, it was already happening all along. It's really interesting how you shared the story. Like I started, you know, doing this photography, I started, you know, following that call, enjoying it. It's just fun, little extra money. And then boom, the shaman experience of childbirth showed you who you really are and what you really were, are, are, are here to do. Now, what you're currently dealing with is you're being initiated into a new level of service and a new level of your soul's calling, but the ghost dance that's going on with these old codependent tendencies of not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting to upset anybody, um, or 
you know, believing in somebody else's opinion about what's possible for you. I think that's a mm -hmm. lot of it as well. Yeah. Um, it has you at a standstill. And, and the biggest thing, you know, you shared um, privately with me as well that, you know, you've been guided that your inner work right now is more important than, than any work you can do on your business. Because until you do that inner work, the power cycle is not going to shift into full gear for you. And that's yeah. exactly what I'm seeing here. So can you want to share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So in March of this year, um, I left my full-time job. I actually last November, um, and I, I had an astrology reading that actually kind of foretold this was going to happen. And, you know, you, when you, when you hear those things, the part of your mind goes, yeah, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. But I was told that sometime in November, I was going to wake up one day and I just wouldn't be able to do what I was doing anymore. That it would just like something viscerally in my body would be like, nope, I can't do this anymore. And it happened. Um, I had started <laughs> There was a period of time where I would go to work and I would like my, I would literally feel, feel ill, like headaches, stomach aches, those types of things. And it got to the point one day I got there, we, I went through all my morning stuff and I text my husband. I was like, I have to, I'm putting in my notice and I'm going to be done at the first of the year because I just can't, my plan was to put the notice in and be done in March. But I, I just, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. My boss kept doing things like when you're the manager, when you're the manager, and I'm like, I can't string this guy along anymore. Like this is, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. And so husband and I talked about it and I ended up writing my letter and handing it to him that afternoon. I said, okay, as of January, I'm done. You know, I, I'll stay on as long as needed though. Like if we need to find someone for transition, whatever. So that was like a big sigh of relief for me. Like, holy cow, that was a big step. Like I felt sick to my stomach. Um, and energetically though, it felt so right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it felt so right. That's I'm a like, really okay. good point for listeners that that's when we're taking leaps like that, because that's what I'm all about is taking these yes. big leaps is it is. And you, you mentioned even like honing down on boudoir. That was another point where you're like, mm. ah, you know, your instinct to stay safe is going to freak the F out. <laughs> it is going to freak out. It's going to tell you you're going to die. You are not going to make it. Your mind is going to be like, what the heck are we doing? And then, you know what? You follow that intuition. And just like it happened with, you know, honing down to boudoir, it starts to show itself. The way starts to show itself. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out that sick, sickness in your stomach. That's so common. Yeah. And that's oh, something yeah. that keeps people in these like, really boring dead routines for so long because they don't you have to have courage you have to summon that courage to face it and b go through that discomfort right absolutely yeah and kind of what led me to that point though and I think one of the reasons I was able to get to that point where it was like nope okay I'm, I'm done and, and, and you asked me this earlier like what led me to the point where I was able to leave this, this career behind to focus on my healing career. And that, um, was, I had manifested a lot of things pretty easily. Um, very specific things like certain amount in the bank account, certain amount in my owner's comp mm -hmm. account, certain mm -hmm. amount so that I could buy a rower, like very specific <laughs> stuff I had manifested and I manifested it before I intended to, like, I had this like laissez you know, timeline. <laughs> and I had done it like two months before I had anticipated. So there was this level of, okay, th this is clearly I'm on the right path. I'd been asking for signs. I had been doing all this, this stuff to, to make sure this was the right path for me. 
And then it just like, I just got hit with you're done. Like we're done. So put in my two weeks notice or my um, two month notice. I gave about a two month notice. And then it came to find out that this company I worked for gave a bonus every year, but the caveat to receiving the bonus was you had to be an active employee the day it paid out or you don't get it. So you could work the entire year before, but if you don't work there in March, when they pay it out, you don't get the, the bonus. And I'm like, well, that's a chunk of change. And if I'm leaving and I'm starting a business, like we need that. So again, my plan all along, thank you universe for keeping me on that path was yep. March. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> and so yep. I woke up in November, you know, the pri- the previous November, and I'm like, hey, I'm done. But the universe said, yeah, but you're you're not. And uh-huh. so what it ended up <laughs> what it ended up being was I ended up staying on long enough to train my replacement, and um, I ended up instead of taking the vacation days, I got the payout on vacation days. So it was the the, ex- the exchange. There was a lesson in like trust the process, don't force it. Right. <laughs> But also I think I needed that, that feeling of get the hell out, you're done. And like you said, the pit of your stomach and just like, nope, I'm jumping. It's, it's time I'm jumping. And I, and I did that. And it was, it was an exercise in trusting the process and also trusting myself and trusting what I was feeling because the, 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 um, emotional state I was in leading up to that day, I was a nervous wreck. I was anxious. I was lashing out at people. I was, um, I, I suffer with emotion dysregulation anyway. So that was like on a whole nother level. Once I hand in that notice, it all calmed down. Yep. And I think, you know, being an intuitive sensitive and, uh, that has also some codependent tendencies that that's really, really common because you're worried about how your act, that one action is going to affect everybody that you love and everybody maybe that you don't love, <laughs> you know, yeah. the people at work, your boss, like it's going to change yeah. the world in this like irreparable way. And, yeah. and it really, it, it comes down to following your inner voice, especially when you're doing healing work and what you're coming into with the next phase. I, I, you know, I kind of took the cat out of the bag with mentioning your book, but I know you're, you're working on that. It's, it's all about getting very still and quiet and setting up a structure for that, making it almost your meditation and, and making sure that you take time to look at your story and then change it into a story that is going to serve others the same way that your photography does. Yeah. And it is really silencing all the voices around you and doing everything you can, which can happen through intuitive development. Um, I know I've had many clients that have wanted to go on to the next level in their process and their work. And it was just yeah. about believing in that intuitive nudge because they, they had the, the instinct and the intellect were so strong. They're like, I just need someone to remind me. So yeah. I'm, I'm here to remind you today that it's super important to, to do, to do that inner work, but really what it is, is quieting the mind and, and starting to put your pen to paper when the mind is quiet. Right. It's interesting. This comes out. Cause I, I mentioned to you earlier, I did a Reiki session this morning and that was one of the things that came out of it was routine. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. like you get these little messages and these little validations and nudges. So we just started watching It's totally unrelated, but, but related. 
we started watching that show Wednesday and in one of the episodes, she's like, I dedicate an hour a day to my novel. And I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> you I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and it does and come through was, things like that. Yeah, the messages yeah, do come yeah. that way. Absolutely. That was yesterday. And then today <laughs> I got the, the, the message in my Reiki, like you need to create a routine. It could be as simple as an hour a day, like whatever yep. you need to go, get back to that routine. Cause I've gotten out of that routine. I, and like you mentioned, it's kind of just been stuck. And I have felt that way um, for a couple months now, but I also know that this inter- there's a lot of a lot of internal stuff in my internal world that's you know I'm getting rid of things, making way for what's coming, um, and I just feel very strongly. I had again another Reiki session prior that worked on a lot of this and like releasing masculine energy because I've been in a masculine energy yes. so much that I hyper fixated on it and made it my persona. And that's the intellect, um, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for so sure. I lived in that space for mm-hmm. 30, uh, 35 years. Mm-hmm. And then last, uh, just in the last couple months is where I really found that feminine energy flow. Mm-hmm. But I think I just need to find that nice balance where it ebbs and flows. Cause right. I'm, I'm going from one extreme to the yes. other. I'm like, I'm just in this, I'm on the lazy <laughs> river. We're just going to trust. It's uh-huh. like, no, you got to have inspired action too. <laughs> Put that motor on the boat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, we're going too fast. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is all about a divine balance for sure. That's a great, great way to, to end the show today divine balance. You definitely respecting all the parts, but noticing, you know, especially for intuitive women, it's not for everybody. You know, I wouldn't tell a super intellectual scientist this necessarily, you know, their intellect may be their superpower, but for intuitive women, our intuition is our superpower. So we've got to, um, kind of learn how to use the intellect as a tool that serves maybe not a tool, but a, but a helper instead of a, Mm -hmm. instead of the one that takes control because Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily where our power is. Right. So thank you for sharing your journey today because it illustrates that super well. Um, you know, you're, you're empowering others, but it's been through the way that you've surrendered each step along the way to what you were called into next. So I can't wait to see what's next for you and where can people find you? And I forgot to mention where you're located. So where are you located and where can people find you online? I am in a small beach town in Southwest Michigan called St. Joseph, Michigan. Um, so for those that know, Michigan looks like a hand. I'm down here. <laughs> I'm about two hours outside of Chicago. Um, but that's where I do my, my photography. I do travel for that as well. If people want, but, um, my coaching, so I do, um, uh, mindset coaching and self-love coaching that is done virtually, uh, or it can be done in person for my local clients, but, um, you can find me at ashleygyberson.com. So it's A-S-H-L-I-E-G-U-Y-B-E-R-S-O-N.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your amazing story. It's been great to meet you. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, 
Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.